Welcome to The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Each and every podcast, hosts Mike Niemer and Greg Frank will bring you energy experts to help you better understand the renewable and sustainability space. Education is important to us because it's important to you, the listener. Now here's Mike Niemer and Greg Frank. And we welcome you into The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. My name is Greg Frank. This is episode 133 of the podcast. Joined, as always, by my co-host and the CEO and president of eRenewable, Mike Niemer. Mike, how are we doing on this Thursday morning as we record? Well, considering I'm trying to recover from a slight case of COVID, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> well, how bad were the symptoms? Anything too, too bad? No. Or? Uh, the, the cough and uh, lethargic oh. legs, but besides for that, I'm hanging in there. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. And we're going to bring in our guest now as we get started today with Tim Berrigan. He is the Executive Director and CEO at North American Energy Markets Association, otherwise known as NEMA. Tim, thanks a lot for your time on this Thursday morning. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Thank you all very much for having me here. So as we mentioned before we jumped on here, obviously, I'm still kind of getting my feet wet with the industry and the space and talking to Mike and, and some of these guests. So I would just like to know a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are now uh, as the executive director and CEO at NEMA. Oh, sure. Sure. I'm glad to visit about that. I, I started as a co-op student with Georgia Power, which is a subsidiary of Southern Company back in the mid 90s. And I, I worked my way through college in the power plants in South Georgia. Ultimately, I worked in substations and uh, distribution, transmission, pretty much any engineering job you can have at a utility. But I, I left Georgia Power in the mid-90s to go into their merchant affiliate, uh, Southern Energy, which became Mirant, which was a very Enron-esque type company. Um, it, a lot of those businesses didn't end well, Mirant being one of those. And so I've, I've basically been in merchant energy since the mid-90s. And I, my career sort of ebbed and flowed between energy marketing and asset development and um, a lot of power plant development, renewable, renewable asset development. And I've done a few different projects in the midstream space, uh, specifically bulk liquid terminals. Um, I, I helped build a engineer and build a, about a million dollar export dock in Port Arthur. I was down there like 2017 and 2018. Uh, I wound up at NEMA because um you know, I spent a lot of time in the power marketing business. I have a pretty big network here. And when a friend of mine was going to retire, he was teasing me. I was visiting him at his house in Tallahassee. He said, you know, you ought to put your name in a hat. And I was just finishing this other job. And I said, well, why wouldn't I? And so I interviewed Ford and, and the uh, selection committee was kind enough to select me. And so here I am. And um, I'm, I'm fortunate in that I know so many of the members, the companies themselves, and their representatives as well. And so that's helped a lot. Um, also, um, my colleague Donna is just a great professional. She runs, she runs the, the conferences that we hold. So I have all of that expertise and, and sort of legacy to, to take advantage of. And then I, I got a bunch of buddies in the space that helped me make sure and get it right. Uh, but uh, sorry to take up so much time. I've, I've been in the oh. space a pretty long time, and um, <laughs> that's, that's how I got here. And how did you kind of find your niche within the space? Because like you said, you mentioned uh, your extensive experience. I imagine that like most industries, you kind of have to play around a little bit and get your feet wet before you kind of know where you're comfortable, right? Oh, sure. I, you know, with me, uh, and it, I, I think a lot of power marketers would tell you this, um, 
If you enjoy the hunt of a deal, I just call it the hunt. If you enjoy pursuing business and trying to get deals closed, you're, you're probably called to be a power marketer. I mean, so much of doing a good job in the space has to do with, with um, not sitting at your desk, but actually getting out there and networking and finding the deals and, and finding what's fair for both sides and, and closing them. You know, we, we say in the space, ABC, always be closing. Um, and it takes a certain personality to really be good at it. Some people would say you got to be a little bit difficult and that's probably true. You know, you, yeah, I, I love to hunt and it, it's a good analogy. If, if you enjoy hunting, then you'll probably enjoy working in the, in the energy marketing space. You, you really just need to get after it with a lot of energy. And so, and it, and, like-minded people, you know, folks that do that, they, they tend to really succeed in, in, uh, energy marketing. And, um, so I, you know, I kind of get it, what it, it comes with a lot of pressure. You have PL responsibility. Um, so I think I can relate to our members and, and what it is they have to get done. Well, you know, I think your term, the hunt of the deal, not only is very accurate and today you're a little lucky. You're not in today's market with the hunt of the deal because with everything we're having to do virtual and, so on and so forth. The hunt of the deal is even longer than it was back when you were doing it in the in 2017 18. But name us a perfect organization for you and your skill set because you like the hunt of the deal that includes marketing. And I've got to tell you, I've told you this once. I'm going to tell you this again. NEMA is one of the best organizations I've ever been involved with with regards to networking. You guys do a phenomenal job. You encourage it. You know. Uh, the last conference we all had in April, I have several NDAs signed from people I met at that conference. That without that conference, I would not be talking to about doing business and being in the middle of the hunt of the deal. So right. it's a perfect fit for you. So I know that's right up your alley. Yeah, and and I truly appreciate that, Mike. I have had several long-term members tell me they they believe name it to be the conference where deals get done. And you know, and you know what? We agree with that. Um, folks meet, um, they, they talk and it ultimately leads to business getting done between counterparts. And that, you know, that's really what name is all about is facilitating the market. It's, it's one of, it's, it's part of our vision and, and, um, part of our mission. And so I'm glad to hear that you see it that way as well and that you're having those positive experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And so since we're talking about the conferences, why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners about the upcoming conference you guys have in Atlanta? Sure. So the, the fall conference 2022 is in Midtown Atlanta at the Lowe's Hotel. It's a very nice property. Um, if, if anybody's familiar with Atlanta, it's very close to Piedmont Park, um, right, right off the connector, um, just north of downtown. Uh, the conference's theme this year is uh, it, it's, it's along the lines of a, a bit of a dive in, into reliability slash um, resiliency of the grid as we move through this transition. And I'm sure lots of people are aware they were rolling brownouts in California over the past few days. Texas survived it, but wow, you guys got close with a lot of load and not quite enough generation. And so we're just going to talk um, some specific case studies about what some people are doing to try to make themselves more resilient. Uh, we're going to spend a little bit more time about the crypto mining uh, space as well. Um, but basically, you know, try to build off of what we talked about uh, this past spring. The conference is October 12th 
through the 14th. So, so mid-October is usually very nice in Atlanta that time of year. And, um, and I can't mention name without mentioning yet. Yes, we're going to have the golf tournament, but we got to load on buses to do it because all, all the, in the inside the perimeter golf is private. So we have to go a little bit outside of town to get on a course, but, uh, but the conference will of course hold the very, very popular and returning once again, name a golf tournament. Well, that's awesome. I know at the last conference, the big two topics everybody was excited was about crypto mining and about the data centers. Yes. And so I think it's wise to be able to continue some of those topics forward because there were still more questions that needed to be answered Agreed. Uh, there. So, and with what we had here in Uricot in this last week with this heat wave, I think a day or two ago, I looked at my phone and said it was 102 temperature and 112 heat <laughs> index here in Houston. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. We don't always get over a hundred degrees outright. We always get over 100 heat index, but not outright. So we fought it off. I don't know of any real outages to speak of. I think there was a few in some small pockets, but uh, overall, the grid held up, and that's what counted. So you continuing that talk will actually be a benefit to the people who attend. Yeah, I I agree. And, and Mike, just to to, to let the listeners know, it's our intention to, to sort, facilitate conversations in a very positive way and, and, you know, try to lead the market towards coming up with solutions. We're, you know, we're not intending to grouse or gripe about, you know, a perceived reduction in reliability due to renewables on the grid or any of that. We're, we want to talk about all of the things, the solutions the market is coming up with and needs to come up with uh, to provide the same level of availability that, that we Americans are so accustomed to and frankly spoiled by. Um, and, uh, you, you know, we're going to have a lot of smart people, some engineers that really understand the physics of the grid. And, and we're, you know, we're going to talk Turkey about uh, what we can all do to, to kind of help keep this move towards a sustainable future going. Tim, I just wanted to get in and ask a little bit more about the networking that you guys do in terms of the person-to-person interaction and how that changed, obviously, during the pandemic and now having this conference again in Midtown Atlanta. Just how important is it for NEMA and just the space at large to be able to get a lot of people in one building like this? Just from a networking standpoint, I've always found, regardless of what field it might be, the ability to just have people face-to-face and a lot of people talking as great as it is to have zoom calls or to have phone calls or do things virtually. I feel like that face-to-face interaction in person is probably a a very helpful way to grow ultimately. Right. Oh, look, I completely agree. And I I cannot tell you the number of people that came up to me at, at uh, lost pines in Texas, almost, almost with tears in their eyes because they were so happy to get to press flesh and say hey to their friends and sit and have a cocktail or go out to dinner or whatever it is they choose to do. And so, you know, the name of conferences are designed to facilitate that networking in, in several different ways. Um, obviously, we, we have the content of the presentations, which, which are supposed to be thought provokers. Um, the first night, we encourage folks to organize their own dinners and go do their dinner meals out and about. And of course, downtown Atlanta is a great place for that. It's a great food town. Um, the second day during the afternoon, we have what we call social events. Um, I'm a golfer. I, I love the golf tournament. Uh, a good good number of folks in this space do enjoy golf, but we do other things as well. We, we haven't nailed down what the other social events are, but uh, for example, in uh, in Texas, we had uh, skeet shooting was one of them, and and then there was a sort of like a scavenger hunt called the Amazing Race, um, 
everybody enjoyed those things a lot, but we, we try to facilitate getting people together that might not have met yet. So when I'm doing the foursomes, yes, some people want to play in the same foursome every time they can do that if they want to. The, the people that want to get deals done or they tend to want to be put with people they haven't met yet. And a lot of them want to get put with people that buy energy, right? The generators and, and the renewable developers, they want to, they want to play golf with the utilities. You can't blame them. So I do my best to facilitate those things. I I can't make everybody happy, but we make most folks happy. Um, And then the main dinner, the second day of the event, again, it it's however many people are there. We had 250 in Texas. It's a 250 person sit down dinner. And it's a lot of fun is you can go around to all the tables and see all your friends that you've known for your whole career and get to say hello. Um, and I think it's one of the reasons name has been around as long as it has. And as, as successful as it is, it, it just has a really good format um, to facilitate that net, that networking that, that we all know we need. And yeah, it wasn't here for two years. We had to cancel conferences for two years. And so when it came back, man, people really appreciated it. And it was fun. We, I think we all had fun. Well, you know, why don't you at this point tell the listeners more about your membership how it's been growing of late and the number of companies that you have that are, are participating in NEMA. Sure. So uh, yeah, it's been a really, really wonderful surprise that um, up to leading up to the conference and following the conference, we continue to add members. So our, our total membership is up to around 162. I'm actually processing a couple of applications right now, so I can't count them in the membership yet because the board has to vote them in. Um, you know, we're, uh, we're dominated by market members. So of that 162, the, the people that actually buy and sell energy, yeah, call it around 130 to 140 of those are actual market members. Uh, the associated members are the folks that, that uh, are, are vendors or suppliers to those market members. So it's, it's people that do software solutions or it's people that sell um, engines like, uh, you know, little power plants, things like that. Um, so while we are dominated by market members, we, we also encourage those associated members because this is a place they can get to everybody in the market. And um, so, so both of those are growing and they're kind of growing very similarly. We've had the, of the applications I've processed, about half of them have been market member applications. The other half have been associated member applications. Well, very good. When people hear the word NEMA, let's go through what those letters really stand for. Again, North American Energy Marketing association. Yes, sir. And so they can, they can find out all about NEMA at NEMA.com. Uh, is your website. It's got all the information that you need. I'm sure there's a way to contact you from that website, probably for more information. But besides for the uh, conference, when we had to go all those virtual events during the two years when we could not see each other in person, have you kept any of those virtual one-hour seminars up now that we're back to going to conferences, we have them um, I, to to access them. You would need to be a member. I can't say for sure. I don't think they're accessible unless somebody gets in touch with Donna or I. But if somebody wants those episodes, we can get them. But but uh, it does require a membership to be to be able to have access to those. Tim, I was just curious, too, in terms of just the future of NEMA and where you see yourself going beyond the conference, obviously, it seems like that's kind of the main thing in the short term for you guys. But what do you want to do in terms of 2023 and beyond to try and leave your mark on the company? 
Um, I think what you're going to see is, um, you know, just a real brief background and name. And we came out of the upper Midwest. So uh, we came out of sort of Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, Chicago, that area, um, because the, the power markets have really evolved over time. And so NEMA used to be a very regional entity. We're now a national entity. Um, and, and we have most of our members are from the mid-continent over to the East Coast. So I expect you'll see NEMA grow uh, with members from the West, um, folks that want to do business with all of our members in the mid-continent and the East, but happen to be located in the West. So you'll see some growth come from there. Um I, I think largely we are regarded as one of the premier program providers in the space. So you'll probably see us offer more things in a broader geographic footprint. Um, you'll still see us offering some online content because not everybody can travel still. Um, but the, the, the secret sauce that is NEMA, it's not going to change much. It's probably just going to grow a little. You know, I expect we'll get bigger, both from a membership standpoint and from a geography. And I, I think you'll, you'll see some events added in, in the coming months that everybody's going to love. Uh, you know, so we have new ideas and new things coming. So you'll just see you'll just see NEMA get a little bit bigger and a little bit better than we've always been. That's, you know, nothing, nothing in leaps and bounds, but just tweaking to try to get because we're owned by our members. We want to get our members what they want. And, and they really do want quality conferences. They want quality content. Most importantly, they want outstanding networking. So we're, there's just a few tweaks we're going to make. Um, we can't announce them yet. But I think you'll see NEMA just continues to to build its brand as that premier conference provider. That's awesome. So, Tim, thank you for joining Greg, Greg and I here today. We appreciate your time as always. We really appreciate you providing the NEMA News Minute to us uh, on occasion, every two to three weeks typically. Once we come out of the summer, all of our listeners will start having that more regularly as more events will start happening. There's more things to say. But uh, – as always, it's nice to have a friendly person on, and we're, we're glad to be friends of Neymar. Hey, we're so tickled that you guys are members, and we so appreciate your partnership on these podcasts and, and with the Neymar News Minute as well. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in Atlanta in October, if not sooner. Uh, but thank you, guys. Thanks for hosting us. Thanks, Tim. All right. Take care, gentlemen. And that'll do it for episode 133 of The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Please make sure to leave us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts, because as the saying goes, you learn something new every day. And today, we were responsible for today's lesson. Alongside Mike Niemer, I'm Greg Frank. Again, this has been The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Thank you all for listening, and enjoy the rest of your day.